going. Okay, thank so, you. I have this um, idea that song just prompted me to tell you about this. This is a good conversation starter for some fun and easy banter. Um, when I die. Yeah. If I'm sorry, if I die. <laughs> plan to live forever and are so good, so you know, we'll see. Uh, but uh, what I want to happen is I, I want uh, everybody to be seated and then I want them to wheel my casket in, preferably on something very rickety that like squeaks a lot like the wheel. Uh, they're also going to uh, dim the lights and shine a spotlight on the casket as it gets rolled out to the front. And when it gets to the front, uh, they're going to open the casket to reveal that my body's not inside. <laughs> All of a sudden, the Space Jam theme song comes <laughs> and a strobe light starts fr- flashing as my lifeless body is dropped from the ceiling and spun around the room. <laughs> Everybody get up, it's time to jam now. <laughs> oh man. Yeah, yeah. It's, it. it's, I mean, it's entertaining. Like, look, I'm dead. I don't give a shit. You got to make sure that you put a, 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 like, fog, fog the whole room up. Just Oh, you know what? That's an added piece that I hadn't considered. Love where your head's at. Going to add that to the idea. Yes. <laughs> just keep so, just a heads up. If I die before either of you, then you guys have to honor my wishes here. I'm counting. Okay. Got it. Sounds good. Noted. And luckily for you, it'll be recorded. So we'll have uh, we'll have yeah. ed- video and audio. Check. Check check the tapes. You know? <laughs> That's it. <laughs> That's it. Sorry, Lauren. You have no. Come on and slam. This is if what he wanted. Jam. We know he died at thirty-seven, and there is no will. But we have this. And the uh, other the other thing that I really want to do, like if that's like not feasible, which I mean, you know, it's going to be hard to pull off, but I'm confident in my family and friends. Um, that said, if if we're unable to pull that off, the other thing I would like to do is like stand my casket or coffin upright and like i want to stick my hand out like this and put a little like buzzer thing on my hand and everybody <laughs> takes my hand and when you push the buzzer it says like there's like pre-recorded messages it's like hey thanks for coming hey <laughs> hey how's the kids <laughs> that, is, that is awesome that's a great idea i love it that's exactly how everybody wants to remember you you're so cordial yeah. so welcoming <laughs> What a, what a, he was a fucking nice guy. <laughs> greatest greatest host of any what a, party what a host. ever. <laughs> There's this uh, fucking meme page that Bob and I like love like far too much. It's called Ordinary People Memes. And it's it's literally the dumbest shit where it is just like this. Like, uh, it's so dumb. I'll look at the market just to make sure we're good. That's the whole joke. Just a guy, just a normal ass picture. It's so fucking stupid. It but Bob dumb. and I love it. <laughs> I and I just I can't understand why. I'm, but you doing I'm, that I makes me think you. of all of that. Yeah. I am following. <laughs> nice. That is right up, right up my alley in yeah. terms of, of humor. It's not, not me. so stupid. I, I forgot which one there was. There was one that was like my favorite was just like, hey, did you know that this bank used to be a Chili's? Which <laughs> I love because at my job, every like fourth customer is like, do you know this used to be a Marie Calendars? <laughs> this place. I used to come here all oh the time God. for lunch. This I would is- eat like crazy here. And I'm just like, uh-huh. This is you my s- favorite one. What else I do you want from me? Four down. We've been coming here for 12 years. Yeah. 
Oh, you guys are it's sucks. so dumb. It's, it's so funny. So it's we've been coming here. One time in college, it was my senior year of college, and my friend, uh, my friend Matt Rob, his name is Matt Robinson, so we call him Matt Rob. We always went to the same bar, literally the same bar every weekend, Friday, Saturday, same bar, DC's, downtown Iowa City, great place. Uh, and one, one time, Matt Rob took a sip of his, his stein of beer and he looked at me and he goes, you know, we've been coming here for four years and in no way is that depressing. <laughs> <laughs> oh, Matt, Matt Rob. Oh. Oh, Big Bucks fan. Big Wisconsin oh, guy. Interesting. I have been to DC's. It's been a long time, but I have been. That's this. Uh, oh, is that a is that what that is? Fear the fear the deer. Is that it's a buck deer? Horns. Oh god. Yeah, I guess it's like a five. Oh, was a ten pound buck? What do so, they call it? I'm thinking yeah. a buck. Get. I never. I never shot one, an animal before. Number one, that's a, that's a that would be a ten point buck. Number two, ten that's points. not a ten point buck because your thumbs are the antlers starting to stick out. So you have the four, and it's the so it'd be an eight point buck because it's however many points there are on each yeah, side. Yeah, oh, dumb. Like, shit, that's cool. Those fuckers. Ah, can, you learn something like new every 20, day. A twenty-point buck is a real thing that exists. It's, I mean, very rare that you would ever see one. Also, but they exist. Have, have you guys ever seen those videos of like moose fighting on a highway in like Toronto or some shit? Yeah, it's it's or like just videos like a moose walking on like a fucking golf course, and you're just like, those things are the size of trucks. It's I want to be clear. Crazy. It's it's not it's not Toronto. Let's be very clear. It's definitely not Toronto. Wherever it's usually in Canada, though. Yeah, Toronto's in Canada. He knew. Yeah, we 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 like. Come on, Jay. You're you're fucking semantics just, now, I'm man. I'm just saying. I'm just saying. Uh, there's a I, if I don't know any sub- suburbs of Toronto, but any Toronto suburbs probably has like a sign that says "Watch out for moose." <laughs> There's a picture, I, I think it's of, like, two deer that, like, were fighting and their antlers got locked and, like, the one drowned, but, like, the other one drowned, too, because, like, their antlers were stuck together. And so, like, oh, like yeah, it's, yeah, dude, wild. yeah, it's crazy. But, dude, a moose, man, you don't fuck around with moose. Like, dude, those things. No, are those videos no, scare the shit out of me. It's wild Because I play, I play video games like Fallout. Where it's like all crazy and they're mutated animals, and all I'm thinking is like that thing is already a mutated animal and it's just normal. That thing is scary as shit. We should start another podcast called Yay Nature. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Count me out, man. I I try I mean, to pretty follow. much all we're doing is the uh, Family Guy bit. Damn, Nature, you scary. Like it's that's all we're talking about right now. And, it's just me and Nikki stoned in the middle of a forest talking about <laughs> crazy animals. And then oh, we're, while watching videos of crazy animals, I I tried. We could just pitch that to Adult Swim or Viceland. Oh, I I tried to jump on the Nature Is Metal fucking uh, bandwagon, and that shit, I couldn't. I got like a day in, and I was just like, Oh no, this is. Oh, it's insane. You, you ever watch videos of a jaguar uh, killing like a crocodile? That no. shit is fucking wild jaguars are the only animal that like what like not the only animal but one of the only animals that like kills for sport and like their jaws are so powerful it can crush the skull of a crocodile Ooh. fucking wild shit dude jaguars coolest big cat i'm i i i, I'm not, <laughs> uh, I, I learned this two or three years ago I did, and I, I revised my rankings jaguar is the cool like that was my I, that was my new number one it used to be a big i used to be a big uh, bengal tiger guy and don't get me wrong still a lot of love for the bengal tiger but the Jaguar, number one big cat. I disagree. I think Jay Dan nice. Dan is the number one big cat. I played I played pickup with him one time. Real nice dude. Real nice dude. 
It's an unbelievable. Yeah, I took a picture with him once I saw him at uh, Declan's. Uh, I said hello to him, and he, he, he said hello to us, and he talked to us for like two minutes, and it was, he was really nice. What a dude. We sent him around a pickle. We sent him and his friends around a pickleback shots. Boom, number one big cat. And this is the number one NBA podcast in uh, the north side of Chicago, greater north side of Chicago area, although I've recently found out that we have some competition. We're coming after you fuckers. Uh, slash LA, we've got, there's no way we're going to win in LA. But here, but we here. We have competition here? Uh-huh. There's like four or five NBA podcasts in Chicago that I'm aware of. Mostly run by comedians. Mostly run by comedians. Uh, yeah. Are we not all comedians? You do stand up sometimes. I haven't done stand up in like six months, so I don't qualify as a comedian anymore. But people laugh at my jokes. You guys laughed at my jokes earlier. Sometimes, yeah. Those were jokes, and those were actually crushing true stories. Yeah. But (laughs) uh, welcome back, y'all. This is episode one thirteen of NBA. Happy New Year from the the Yay Network. Happy Happy New Year. Happy New Year, everybody. Yeah. Uh, We are back. It is twenty twenty. The season is far upon us. I am your host. Jake Liz, aka um ah, fuck never mind let's move on uh <laughs> from the west coast please save me i'm nikki Keyless, aka hollywood nikki aka kombucha reddish okay okay kombucha okay. reddish okay, okay. Okay, that's very LA of you too. It is. It <laughs> yeah, is. yeah. So I said Hollywood Nikki first. Uh, I was like, "Ooh, I'm about to get bougie on these right. bad boys." Set the set the tone. Um, all right, and last yeah. but not least, please do introduce yourself, sir. Hey, it's Tad, and also in Chicago, I I got nothing for AKs today. Solid, solid. We're back. Well, we started this podcast talking about depth. So what a what a segue. Uh, David Stern died, guys. Um. Passing away at 77, unfortunately, after a brain hemorrhage. I think it was like three weeks after the brain hemorrhage. Um, sad, sad loss. Very, very young. Far too young. Um, guys. I mean, what are we saying 77? Young? I mean, it's too, sure, too, too young, but also 77 is not. To die at 77 uh-huh. is young. That's, 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 I would say that's below the American average. I think the average Fair. now is like 82 or 83. Yeah, I mean, he's below the average, you know. Yeah. And uh, yeah, I mean, look, he's got he's got rich Jewish guy money. Like those guys don't they don't uh, they don't just fall Dude, off. I know it was a brain hemorrhage, but like my number one fear is brain aneurysm. Ooh, yeah. oh yeah, that's so like yeah, you're, you're, I mean it's a, yeah, I mean like we I could literally drop dead right now, like without a second thought. Like I could just be dead on this podcast. Sure. It's, that's terrifying. It's somewhat comforting because like it just happens and you're dead. It's over. That's Done. true. Yeah. But it's also fucking just legitimately terrifying cool yeah. cool well yes yeah, um, so nothing like an existential crisis at six oh yeah on a sunday night <laughs> oh, oh, if you didn't man. have the sunday scaries before you got them now <laughs> uh, guys what are you guys going to remember david stern for the most and and also i guess i should say like um reactions slash thoughts when you heard the news um, what I'm going to remember him for most is that video of him drinking that water bottle and choking. <laughs> <laughs> terrible. Just terrible. Just uh, terrible. Well, I mean, it was a funny, it was a, it's a funny gif. It's a funny it video. It's like, a, you know, it's like when, when, when she too thick, he like spits the water out and chokes. <laughs> oh yeah. Wow. It's a good, wow. it's a good gif. Uh, yeah. I mean, it's sad, you know, like he, 
oversaw like the NBA. I mean, the, the NBA is what we know and love today because of him. And um, oh, for sure. Yeah. You know, I mean, he was the commissioner for the majority of, I mean, for all of, of, of my NBA fandom, you know, for the most part. Yeah. Um, still like to think yeah. he was like sort of operating in the wings and pulling the, the puppet strings, uh, if you will, of Adam yeah. Silver sometimes. Um, I'm sure. I also will remember him as being probably largely corrupt. Um, I think he did a lot of things to save the NBA. And then I think he did a lot of things and probably overstepped. I, I think there was, uh, I think the draft lottery was rigged. Um, I think there were some things, you know, I think we'll remember him for the Kings Lakers series, which I, I have no doubt that he had a hand in that. Um, and they used Tim Donahue as a scapegoat, but for, you know, largely I think he's got a overwhelmingly positive legacy. I just think like people will sort of remember the shady shit more than uh, a lot of the things that he was accomplished, you know, celebrate like the, the things that he accomplished. And that's just, you know, unfortunate, but it's kind of the reality. Yeah. I mean, there's a couple stains in his record. I mean, those, the, the, the Chris Paul trades to the Lakers, like other than that though, like to, to Tad's point, like this dude came in right after the NBA finals were on tape delay. And he, he took a league that was not succeeding in, I mean, let's just say it, it wasn't succeeding in white America. Uh, it was a very black sport, even in comparison to like football, it was a very black sport, wasn't succeeding um, overall. Games were on tape delay. Nobody was watching the finals. There was no, there was no, it was a very regionalized sport, um, if that. And he took over in 1984. And now I will say, he did. Uh, he did benefit from the fact that that year, uh, a, a one Michael Jordan was drafted, so that didn't hurt. Um, but I digress. He took a league that was very much regional and turned it into an international game. Expanded into Europe. Expanded into Asia. Expanded into Central and South America. Like took a, took a game that was very much American and, and, and barely that and expanded it to what it is today. I mean, Adam Silver basically is, is taking it on to its second leave, but to Tad's point, like the NBA that we know today, it's all thanks to David Stern. Like, and unlike yeah. other yeah. commissioners, David Stern always felt like he ran the owners and not the other way around. Like when you see like Roger Goodell, like works for the owners, like Bud Selig yes. was like notorious yeah. for like, taking teams that were for sale and like ushering his friends in to be the new owners of these teams. I mean, he, he, there's that, that happens in all these different leagues and the NBA always felt like a league that David Stern truly ran. Yeah. He was the, the, the Godfather. Yeah. Um, I mean, look I mean, at yeah. that face. That's definitely a Godfather. To your point, what the NBA is what the second or third most popular international sport. I think Probably it's, it's got to be second now. Yeah, it might it might be it might be Soccer's third if you number include one. things like uh, like cricket. Cricket is crazy popular. Cricket, that's what, that's literally what I was yep, thinking. Is that is, is that's that's probably too so wildly popular. Yeah. Um, that I Rug, that rugby's pretty damn yeah. popular, but I think I think we recently took took over rugby. Um, they're definitely in the top five at this point. Uh, we're in the top three, yeah, like yeah. basketball. But we, top three, yeah. fuck. we, <laughs> yeah, I keep saying we're in the top five. Yeah, Jace, uh, <laughs> Jace played basketball. <laughs> basketball is definitely in the top five, uh, if, if not top three at this point. Um, but yeah, man, just Nikki, anything, anything that comes to mind when you think about uh, Mr. David Stern? Um, I think basketball reasons is going to be probably the biggest thing I think of. Also, not really had to do with him, but he definitely had to deal with the aftermath, the malice in the palace. Yeah, he had to deal with that. Yeah, he also uh, he had he had put in the 
uh, dress code. Remember that? Yep. Mainly because of like Allen Iverson. <clears throat> yeah, among other things. things I remember. The, the problem, but, like was, other people, like, on top of that, was, there there was a unfortunate reality was that the problem was that like all the sort of like hip hop imagery was not resonating well with uh, the white fans. I, I would assume. I, I think that's yeah. probably what the thing Definitely. was. I will say one other thing that I do kind of I, I will remember him for is the fact that the NBA has locked players out more than any other league. Maybe the NHL, but the NBA has has had had four lockouts in 20 years yeah uh, yeah and i i would say that's uh, probably a, a little bit on on him yeah um, another stain i i hesitate to like critique a man who just died um i mean there's definitely there's definitely some things where it's just like ah oh, he wasn't great here he wasn't great there but like yeah the i, I think mean, it's one thing i think i think you can you can critique i mean like as long as we're not like speaking ill of him like i mean wait, he has, yeah. his legacy. like you're debating his legacy and everybody's legacy like you you know uh is not always not that not everything he did is positive we are focusing a little bit probably too much on the on the, the negative things um but he was i mean he was a, a great commissioner um it was great that he lasted for 20 years grew the game significantly he made the game uh like he got fan involvement you know he made fan involvement better um yeah and sure sure you can there's a lot you can say about about michael jordan but like uh, like you know whatever impact michael had on on him too but at the same time there were a lot of bona fide stars in the league at that time i i don't think like michael jordan is like the i mean certainly a, a boost but oh I, sure i mean you you, know, you already have bird and magic in the league and nobody's bird magic exactly yeah. yeah. Um, I will say this. He did a lot of great things, did some terrible things. I think the worst thing that he did was allowing for the uh, Eastern Conference and Western Conference uh, uh, NBA All-Star Weekend dunk teams. Uh, that was probably the worst decision that he ever had oh, uh, yeah. as commissioner. What a terrible, terrible tragedy that was. Yes, it was. Um, it truly was. I, I can't disagree with you. It's a, it's a, ter- it's a, a terrible goddamn tragedy. Shame. A goddamn shame. Yeah. Uh, anyways, rest in peace to David Stern uh, and to his family. Very sorry for your loss. Tough hit on the NBA, but uh, yeah, and, and and you will be missed, sir. You will be missed. Yeah. Um, thirty years of service, crushed it. Best, best, uh, best commissioner in all of major I said, sports. I also career. said twenty years earlier. Yeah, <laughs> I was like, thirty yeah, years. To yeah, no, thirty years. <laughs> thirty years. Come on. All right, guys. Um, so last week, Carmelo Anthony made his. First return back to Madison Square Garden since leaving the New York Knicks. And boy, did he return. He finished off the game with 26 points, seven rebounds. Of course, zero assists, because why would he do that? He's back home. Uh, Playing in 31 minutes, shot 65% from the field, 60% from three in a loss, uh, which is disappointing. But it was really nice to see him play uh, so well in uh, Madison Square Garden, wasn't it, guys? Yeah, it was very nice. Good. I mean, look, he's been playing very well. He's playing. Sorry, he's been playing very well uh, since he's gotten back. Since uh, you can see everything on screen, he's doing. He's he's started playing really good this season. Surprising, and I like he already said he's like this isn't a farewell tour, and I think he's shown it. And I think he got to show off a little bit in New York in front of all the fans because who doesn't love some uh, Diego Melo? Oh, well, that came out terribly. <laughs> <laughs> Bodega, Mello. Bodega, Mello. Yeah, I, I mean, he's like, he's his get like, I don't know, he's playing fine. Like, you look at some of those shooting percentages and yikes. Um, <laughs> and, uh, you know, 
zero assists. I mean, like, I, I know Melo's not much of a passer, but, like, come on, man. Like, maybe you'd have won the game if you'd have shared the sugar a little bit. Uh, they, they, you just lost by – sure, he had a great game. Fine. They lost by 24 to the fucking New York Knicks. 24. Yeah, not good. That's really, really, really bad. Um, was a real yeah, whatever. Bad Happy for Melo. I like Melo. It's nice that he's back. Good for him. Um, he says it's not a farewell tour, but, like, I don't know who's signing him next season. Um, you know. I, yeah. I, I, wouldn't, I wouldn't be surprised if he ends up playing with, like, a team that has – like championship aspirations who needs a guy who can just like put some, put some points on the board for them. I mean, he's a guy who can still average 15 points a game. Yeah. I mean, he's probably doing that close to that now. Oh yeah. He's right. He's right there. He's right there on the threshold. Yeah. Um. Anyways, it's always nice to see one of those comebacks. One of those games where like a guy who is notoriously uh, tied to a, a city um, goes back and, you know, does well. You, you like to see it's better than like a, fucking 32% shooting night where he scored seven points. You don't want to see that. Um, Agreed. Yeah. All right. Let's move on to the next subject, which is Michael Porter Jr., guys. Michael Porter Jr. last week got his first start as an NBA player after playing spotty minutes throughout the season. Coach Mike Malone was quoted in saying, I can't keep him off the court anymore. He's starting to dominate in practice. It's time to let him go. And boy, did he make him look like a genius because he played 26 minutes, dropped 19 points on 80% shooting from the field, guys. Um, and since then, he has averaged, well, 16 points per game for the year of 2020. Uh, but no, in, in five games starting, he's put up 19, 7, 25, and 7. So inconsistent. It is his rookie season. But uh, the question I ask you guys is, A, um, is Michael Porter the real deal? And what should we expect from him moving forward for this Denver Nuggets team? Number one, yes, he is a real deal. Number two, um, while, yes, he's had two games where he scored seven points, he also took a combined 11 shots in those games. True, so, and made six. So, yeah, exactly. And the pro- like the thing that, you, like, he, he played limited minutes, but the thing is that team is so deep and the rotations are so good that, like, you, you don't really have to worry about, like, you know, feel, like, obviously Jamal Murray and, like, Nikolai Jokic should be playing right. all time um or as much as you can feasibly put them on the court um but at the same time like i'm like i'm not terribly concerned that he's had two games of, like yes he's a rookie but he's also not taking a ton of shots he's not getting a ton of minutes um i thought this guy was a real deal when he was in college and then obviously he had that unfortunate injury uh, finally back um i've been waiting for him to start getting real minutes um pretty much all season and now like i mean he's he's playing super super well yeah. he's like he's very um i mean he, he's this is a, a bad comparison like overall, but like his game sort of reminds me a little bit of Paul Pierce in not in that, like they're the same player overall, but he knows he picks his spots on the floor. He knows where to get to on the floor to like, and then he's, he's very efficient at putting the ball in the basket. Like he knows where he can score from. He knows the limitations to his game. It's actually super entertaining to watch. He's really, really good. Um, I'm very excited. I forget where I heard this, but somebody made a comparison to Tracy McGrady in the way that he can like create space with his body and like play from the low post and the mid post. And like, he can pull up really easily and get to the basket. Like he, he can get his shot off pretty well. And I think a lot of people were concerned after that back injury, like, like it just, he was just going to be immobile um, because it's a very serious back injury to have a back injury that and multiple back injuries for that matter at the age of 19 is, is super concerning. But, yeah, I agree with Tad. I mean, the kid is fun to watch. And what I really like about this is now if you're the Denver Nuggets, this affords you the ability to trade some of those wing players that you have way too many of um, to either get some depth in the front court or 
if you're going to trade some of the guys that you have on the wing, go get a guy like Bradley Beal. Like, go get somebody that's going to take you to the next level. Because while I think this Denver team is solid in the Western Conference during the regular season, this team does not strike me as a team that will go toe-to-toe with the Clippers or Lakers. Um, Even, I mean, shit, I I don't see them going toe-to-toe with with many against the the Rockets for that that, uh, matter. But, um, yeah, the Mavs might be an overstep. But, yeah, the Rockets, like, they're good. I think they're a good regular season team. But I think that – now, with the emergence of Michael Porter Jr., to be able to turn somebody like Michael Beasley, or, uh, Malik Beasley, pardon me, like Malik Beasley, who is on an expiring contract, who's shown promise over the last two seasons, you take a guy like him and maybe a Will Barton, and you turn that around and bring in over a, a Bradley Beal or somebody of that caliber, now now you're really becoming a team that is is going to need to be taken seriously going into playoffs. I agree. Yeah, I um, I earlier in the season I was like, look, I I thought he was gonna be great. I definitely I said maybe rookie of the year. I John Morant has shut all of us up at this point. Weird that we never said him, but yeah, I I'm very happy said to John see. Morant. It was real weird. I don't know why. I, I don't know what we were thinking, and I'll never forget that. But like, yeah, I I was right. I like I had said I wanted the Bulls to pick him up. They let him slip. Everybody let him slip. I know you would have lost on him a year, but I thought it would be great. Because this is what you're getting now. He is shooting amazing. Look at that. The 80%, 50%, 91%, and 60 The two games he scored seven points, as we already said, on good shooting percentage. And on top of that, only played 11, 12 minutes in those two games. Right. Every time they, they put him in, he contributes in a very good way. <clears throat> yeah. Also, they've won the two games that he's played more minutes. So... <laughs> Yeah, one of the losses, they, they, they and one of those losses was against nice. the fucking Wizards. Yeah, I, I mean, like, I don't think he's gonna like. We're gonna see him start every game, and I don't think we're gonna see him like get consistently high minutes. But at some point, like, I'd like this season anyway. But like, at least like next year, at at some point, or like post trade deadline, like you made that point. If they if they ship some people out to get some like like a real like high caliber piece. Um, then that's that's great, um, and then he'll probably start playing more minutes. I, I think he's still going to see inconsistent minutes if they don't do that, just strictly because, like I said earlier, the rotation is so deep. Um, you yeah. can like Mike Malone has a lot of freedom to do kind of whatever he wants to do with that lineup, that yeah. that roster. The way he's playing though right now, I think he should be going like eighteen twenty. Like that that game against Memphis where he had nineteen, I think would be perfect for him to keep being at like that level, and I, he can contribute. Yeah, I'd like to see him finish out the season at like 18 minutes a game. Like that that to me feels like a nice a, a, a nice amount of tick to get him into the offseason and then nice momentum going into next season where he he is now your starting power forward. Can we just talk about something really quick cuz I didn't even put this on the rundown so this is kind of on the spot, but I'm looking at the records right now. I think I I think we need to talk about Oklahoma City a little bit. They're on a five-game winning streak. They've been playing much better. Shea Gilders has been on a fucking tear. Oh, Chris looks Paul actually good. looks really solid for that team and fits well in that system. Um, and they're firing all cylinders, man. And fucking Steven Adams is 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 really doing well. I mean, I know this is kind of on the spot, but um, we had some we had some disagreements on whether or not Oklahoma City was a was a playoff team. Um, has their recent play or their play at all this season changed your opinion on this, the quality of this team? I mean, they're playing really well. I think they'll probably end up at like a seventh seed at this point, the way that if they keep this up, 
maybe they can get six, but I think it'll probably be like they like are seven the seven or eight. seed right now. I think, yeah. right? They're right there. I think so right too. There. Yeah. I mean, they're, um, they yes. look good, man. They really do. And Shea Gilgis. Yeah, is like they've been. It's been a lot of fun. And, and Dennis, Dennis Schroeder's been playing well uh, as a six man on that team. He, I think he's accepted his role, and I think he's doing a really good job. Um, and yeah, Stephen, I, Stephen Adams is the fucking man. Love that guy. Well, and let's I not let's not forget. Oh, go ahead. Go ahead. I don't know. I was gonna say something stupid. Okay, good. I'll stop you. Um, my one concern is like their ability to continue to play like good defense and and defend a lot of the teams that they play in the West. Um, I they don't really have like many like great defensive players. I mean, they do. Um, so they the Chris Paul is definitely a, a step behind, but he's still a formidable defender. Yeah. You still have Andre Roberson. Um, Nerlens Noel has been playing really well this year. That's a guy who yeah, like, really needs well. to yeah. go somewhere else and like still be a backup, but get get more consistent backup minutes. Right. Um, you know, Shea Gildress is a very solid defender. Stephen Adams clearly top. Like there's there's some there's some guys on this team. Like I I, I mean we a lot of us. I I was actually pro Oklahoma City going into the season, and for a while there they made me look like That's an true. idiot. They made me look like an idiot, yes. but. Things seem to be getting – they seem to be coming together. I will say this, I don't, not not to change the subject by any means, but I want to say one thing that I said, like, in an episode early on in the season. <laughs> How about the fucking Timberwolves? How fucking bad are they? <laughs> Holy bad. shit. So I bad. told you it was unsustainable. Yeah, that's fair. That's Andrew fair. Wiggins looks like shit again. Oh, yeah. I'm shocked. Shocker. Yeah. Uh, um, but no, they're, they're playing really, really, really well. And um, yeah. it'll be – to see like what they do, they have a they have a very weird team. Yeah. Um. But you know whatever, good for them. They're my brother's favorite team, so you know. There you go. All right. Well, let's move on to the next subject, which is the All Star votes came in this week, guys. Uh, the first round of All Star votes are in, and as you can see here right now, the top vote getters in the uh, East and West are Giannis and Luka Doncic, respectively. Um, if the voting was to end today, your starting lineup for the Western Conference would be Luka, James Harden, LeBron, Anthony Davis, Kawhi Leonard, and the Eastern Conference would be Giannis, Embiid, Pascal Siakam, Trey Young. Kyrie Irving. Um, first question Which for you guys. Which would become Kemba Walker, wouldn't it? Very Kyrie likely. Very likely. Um, first question for you guys is, and, and Kemba's right on Kyrie's heels, but anyways, first yeah. question is, are you seeing any discrepancies in the starting five on both sides? I mean, no. Like, I mean, no. are, there, are there other people that could, that could probably, um, you know, that could, that could, they, are, they, are there a couple people that could probably be interchangeable? Sure. Um, but I mean, for the most part, I mean that seems right. Like I, I can't really see anybody else that should be ahead of anybody that that we just listed there. Yeah, yeah I mean, no, that, these are, seems like some starting, like solid starting fives. Yeah, I mean, the West is like the there's a no-brainer. The the one thing that's wild to me is is Siakam. Um, I would I would I would maybe think that Jimmy Butler should be probably ahead of him. Siakam's obviously playing super, super well, but but Jimmy, Jimmy Butler is playing out of his goddamn mind. I'm glad Pascal Siakam's getting his credit. Shout out to Jimmy Butler. The magic beat the heat just a week ago by 20 points. So (laughs) listen, the guy had a lot on his mind. He's not with brand Jordan anymore. He's a free agent for shoes. Now I'm sure he's got a lot going on. Um, uh, I'm willing. If if there was a Vegas bet on this, I would put all my money on him signing with leaning because he's, no, he's uh, not, he's signing with Lenning. Yeah, it's basically following Dwayne Wade's career arc. I guarantee he's yeah. guaranteed he signs with Lenning. 
did you see uh just real quick this is not on the subject of jimmy butler at all but did you see aaron gordon almost end tyler hero's life because oh my god it was amazing no amazing i didn't, I didn't. no i didn't yeah. see it either i'll send I you the video um, okay <laughs> me and nikki were talking the other day i'm I'm watching the standings and I'm seeing how close the Bulls are to the Magic for that eight spot, and I am just salivating at the mouth. I'm just it ain't, it ain't it ain't happening. I'm, just, I'm salivating. I'm so excited. Um, the East stinks. Holy shit, the East is bad. Oh, it's so bad. And the Magic just lost Jonathan Isaac, which that sucks. Yeah. That, uh, sucks. yeah. Do, I that didn't sucks. I didn't look. Did it say how long? Uh, it's gonna be a while. So he didn't he didn't tear any ligaments, which was good. They he they threw out the term though. indefinitely, which to me is yeah, it's gonna be a minute. Yeah, yeah you're talking yeah. a couple. He's gonna be out a couple months, and there's no sense in rushing that guy back. I mean, not for the A seed. It's just not worth it. Um, nah. going back to the the voting though, the only the one that stuck out to me, which after looking at the stats, I get it, was Trey Young because sure his numbers are outrageous i mean yeah but they're terrible yeah and that team sucks and he is so bad on defense and part of the reason why they suck is him i actually think and this is just my personal opinion i think the starting guards for the eastern conference should be kemba and Jalen brown that's that's my opinion i think those guys have been the i I think Jalen doesn't get enough credit well Jalen's had his best season of his career this year after after last year being a very lack the Celtics are really fucking good. Holy shit, they got rid of a cancerous toxic presence in their locker room and that doesn't believe the fucking earth is round because he's a dumb fuck. And holy shit, way better. Jesus oh, man. Christ. Uh, fucking Kyrie Irving, probably a fucking anti-vaxxer too. Guaranteed. Guaranteed. I do yeah, want to yeah. point out I, two honestly, things. I, I have never in such a short amount of time turned on a player so quickly. It's so like, <laughs> makes it like too fucking years easy. Ago, I yeah, it makes it really easy. And, I, I, he is my least favorite player in the NBA. I do not care how talented he is. I hate the guy because he's a fucking jack wagon. He's a jack wagon. You heard it here first, folks. Yeah. Um, it's family friendly podcast, you know. Yeah, I mean, looking at this, I mean, Trey Young's averaging like twenty nine points a game. It's stupid. Um, he yeah. is a liability on the defensive end, but the 100%. thing is, there are several. There are yeah. so many good guards in this league that are great offensive players who have been a liability on the defensive end and they have had the fortune of playing with a team that like can cover up like sort of their deficiencies. Trey Young does not have that luxury because the Hawks right. are fucking terrible. Yeah, so trash. I, I give him, I'm willing to give him a pass because Steph Curry, not a great defender either, but he had fortunately played on a team that played great team defense. Right. And like, exactly. you know, had other bona fide stars to kind of pick up the slack. Like Clay Thompson is a much better f- defender than a lot of people give him credit for. Obviously Draymond Green's a great defender and they've always had a, a they've done a good job of rotating like <clears throat> rim protectors through that place. Um, the one thing I yeah. do want to say, I want to give a huge shout out because I said this at the beginning of the season was the Dwight Howard Renaissance and your boy is 10th in front court voting. He is playing really, really well this season. Obviously not like putting up huge numbers, not like not a, a superstar by any means, but he yeah. has played really well. Yeah, here's yeah, here's my good. thing. Here's my thing with Dwight Howard. JaVale McGee is also playing really, really well in that system. He, he is a, he is a byproduct of the fact that he gets to play with LeBron James and Anthony Davis in a system where as long as you are okay with it, if you're comfortable playing defense and rolling to the basket for easy dunks, you look really good. JaVale McGee has also looked really good on this team. So like, yeah, but that's something that Dwight, that's something that Dwight Howard has refused to do for a long I agree. Time. I agree. Yeah. I agree. He's and adapted his game and he's he showing has, maturity. Of course he's playing better because he's playing with fucking LeBron. Sure. Yes. I'll give you that. And look, there is nobody that would love to shit on Dwight Howard more than me. But of you course. Know? 
course. He, he was a franchise player that spurned our, our franchise in, in a misguided attempt at, at greener pastures. Granted, I mean, the guy made a fuckload of money. So, you know, yeah. good for him. Go get yep. your money, young man. Although, is he older than me? I, yeah. He's uh, yeah, he's definitely older. I think so. so. Yeah. Um, no, he's, yeah, he was 18 in 2004. I was 13. So, yeah. Yeah, yes, he's got five yeah. years on me. Um, I, but what I'm trying to say though is, is shouts to him. Um, I'm like, he's, he, as Nikki put it, Nikki put it best. He's showing signs of maturity. That's he looks like he's actually having fun playing basketball again. I also Very agree true. with that. I also agree with that. Uh, two other things that I did want to point out in the voting, uh, currently in the Eastern conference front court, taco fall is number six and in the Western conference guards, uh, one Alice Caruso is number eight guys. <laughs> uh, what are the chance? What are the chances? What are the I respect the memes. I respect. <laughs> yeah, them. I mean, like, I I mean, the literally, you're literally memeing these people, right? Exactly. Well, didn't that isn't that what happened to uh, John Scott in the NHL or something like that? Dude, yeah. shout out my guy. Shout out my guy, John Scott. Yeah. Well, and also yeah, fucking uh, All Star Weekend. Well, yeah. Oh, yeah. That was great. And then Zaza, yeah. fucking a couple years ago, the entire country of Georgia voted like seven times per person. Georgia is not a state, man. Get out of here. Get out of here. Zaza Pachulia. Home, home of Atlanta. Uh, yeah, <laughs> Atlanta Pride. Uh, <laughs> Atlanta's own Zaza Petrulia. Uh, well, actually, in Atlanta is what he's like. Uh, nothing's ever easy. We're going to Game Seven. Game Seven, baby. Game Seven. Game yeah, that seven, was. Baby. That's right. He did play for the Hawks. He did. He was very popular there. Um, all right, boys. Anything else we want to talk about on the All Star voting? Um. Uh, Luca and Giannis being the captains, I'm okay with. Yeah, yeah, you said that. You got okay. Cool. I just wanted to make. Sure I think. I don't know if it'll hold up. It might be LeBron and Giannis again, but I think Luca and Giannis would be fun as the captains. I, I actually think it is going to hold up. I think Luca is at a level of popularity now that like everybody loves him. Everybody oh, loves him right now, and and he gets the international vote because he speaks like four languages. Exactly. He is. He, he like, is very is in love with him. Player. He's I mean, very cares. Yeah. He's very charismatic and like he's popular and his numbers just like jump off the page. It's yeah, it's hard not to see him win the popular vote next to Giannis. Um, yeah. All right, boys. So we are going to revisit a segment that we did last year for the first time. And I want to do it again this year, guys. I want you to pick one or two NBA players in this current season. And I want you to give them a new year's resolution. 2020 is here. We all want to do things. I've got like 40 or 30, maybe 60 pounds to lose. You know, some of us want to save some more money. Some of us want to like get off of our phones. Um, all of those things happen. That's to be yeah. <laughs> Good for you. Good for you. No wonder we couldn't get a hold of you. Um, <laughs> in any case, I want you guys to each pick one or two NBA players. And I want you to give them a new year's resolution for the end of the season, from now until the end of this NBA season. If anybody comes in, uh, I'll go. I, I'm gonna go first. I give. I want uh, Taco Fall to keep on that Boban slash White Mamba tradition until he himself gets cast for uh, John Wick Four. <laughs> good. I like it. shooting that soon, I like so it. I need like him that. to have a good season because I think it'd be fun to watch him also fight John Wick. It'd be a good Love fight. It. Love it, yeah. Or him versus. I, uh, I I have one. I would like Kyrie Irving to read a fucking book. 
Okay. okay. Several of them. I would like I would like Kyrie Irving uh, his New Year's resolution to educate himself. Uh, that is what I would like. I would like Kyrie Irving to uh, become a more learned man. Okay. All right. I my my New Year's resolution, my NBA player New Year's resolution. I want Markel Fultz to write a memoir on what happened in Philadelphia this summer. I want him to write a full. I want him to write a full, like, I want that shit to be like the social network ask. I want it to be turned into a, like a, like a, a fucking uh, Aaron Sorkin, an Aaron Sorkinson fucking screenplay that fucking wins an Oscar. I want that shit. I want, I want it. I want a screenplay about Thanks. everything that happened. Two things. Number one, Spike Lee is going to make that movie. Sure. Number two, it's Aaron Sorkin. There's no sort. It's not Sorkinson. It's just he not, Aaron Sorkin. He not Swedish? I thought it was Swedish. He might be. Uh, I don't know what fucking the etymology of Sorkin is. Like, I'm not going to sit here and pretend I know that because I, unlike Kyrie Irving, know when I am not educated enough to speak out on a topic. Sure. I hate fair. Kyrie Irving. I'm That's sorry. fair. It's he very clear. Um, do you guys have uh, a more? Do you have uh, a more basketball-centric New Year's resolution? I have one. I would like start. I would like Victor Oladipo to come back and be Victor Oladipo, but respect the fact that Demontis Sabonis is one B on that team. And if you can, Malcolm Brogdon. No, Demontis Sabonis is the best player on that team right now, hands down, hands down, best player on that team. Does it on both sides of the court? Is incredibly efficient. Yeah, I need numbers. to see some Brogdon stands because I think Brogdon is also Brogdon's got some pretty good stats right now. Demontis Sabonis is the best player on that team, hands down. I immediately I'm I'm clicking through on my phone and I went to the Bucks like out of habit. <laughs> I'm telling you, Demontis Sabonis is the best player on that team, hands down. Yeah, I mean he's Malcolm tied Brogdon for is scoring. Malcolm Brogdon is scoring half a point less than him per game. Actually, actually, point one. Uh, but go ahead. What? He's averaging seventeen point seven. Sabonis is seventeen point eight. It's point one. I see point one. I see. Oh, I'm looking at player efficiency. My apologies. It's <laughs> uh, all right. Let's see. They have. Uh, he's a tenth of a percentage behind Sabonis, who plays under the basket more frequently in true shooting percentage. Um. He is averaging seven assists a game and four rebounds. I'm just saying my point, the point that I'm trying to make here is that Malcolm Brogdon has been a really great player for them. And he has been a he has led this team. And distributor and he, yes, he 100% has, I agree with you. And I'm saying Victor Oladipo, like you don't have to do it all by yourself anymore. Cause you've like got some real legit help. So it's the same point that you're making. I'm just saying, don't exclude Malcolm Brogdon from never, this. never. That's all I'm asking. Yeah, never. But Demontis Sabonis is the best player on this team right now. Um, eighteen and thirteen, like super efficient, all star level numbers. Like moves the ball well, plays great defense, and can get you a basket at will. Um, that being said, that is my New Year's resolution. Victor Oladipo, come back healthy, take that Pacers team to the next level. Because if Victor Oladipo comes back, this Pacers team is scary. They are very, very scary. They are very good. TJ Warren has been a really good pickup for them. Malcolm Brogdon has been a big pickup for them. Uh, Miles Turner has been quiet this year. I haven't been super happy with his progression as an NBA player. Honestly, Sabonis has basically like taken over his spot on that team. Um, but overall, like that team is really good. And my, I, my New Year's resolution is come back healthy, come back firing on all cylinders, and this team is going to make a deep run in the playoffs if he can. I would like 
Mm. Let me think about this. Give me a second. Uh, yeah. I, okay. <laughs> I, I, my, I would like, to, I would, I would like to challenge Derek Rose to will the Pistons to a playoff spot. Ooh! Holy I like shit! I like that. That's that's legitimately what I was gonna say. Here's here's. I was the... gonna say Derek. I was gonna say I want Derek Rose to fucking because they said they might be getting Andre Drummond. Oh, they're trading him. So I He's think, gone. He's yeah. gone. So I think Derek Rose. Needs to step it up and become the leader of the fucking Pistons. That's what I wanted him to do, which right. I think he can do. Wow. Look at you I two. think he's got a rebirth in Detroit right now. Yeah, 100%. He's playing super well. Yeah. I mean, his, his numbers are good. He's, playing, he's got similar per 36 minutes to his MVP season, which is pretty yep. impressive. Um, obviously, his numbers is like per game numbers are not nearly as good. Not he's also close. not playing many minutes and i mean it's a whole thing yeah. but yeah um i also That's would whole point um i would like thomas uh sataransky uh to reach out to jay uh and let jay make amends give, for uh acting like a total idiot when he give met me him. give me another shot i like i you deserve it you do i know who you are you're better than you're yeah. better than that i would say three people at the Wait, timeout market even knew who you were so like Give me a I chance. Can, I think I the can, other I one can, was I me. I confidently say I watch a lot of basketball. I don't watch a lot of Bulls basketball because, admittedly, I think their team's really boring. But um, sure. no, that's not. And that's not they a shot be. at you guys. I just don't think they have. They don't have like a lot of players that I'm like interested in watching because I'm I not agree. a Bulls or a players that you guys want to watch because you're I, rooting for the Bulls. Anyway. I can tell you that we are both. We are both actively losing interest. Yeah, I mean Kobe's fun, but but my. I, I truly don't think I would recognize him. I would, I would, I, here's, here's what would give me a shot is I would see a tall athletic dude and be like, right. eh, there's a chance that guy plays in the league. Right. So it'd be like, oh, he's yeah. tall. He looks slender. We're in Chicago. Who's a tallish, slender guy that he's clearly not seven feet tall, but he's damn tall. And then you just kind yeah. of, you know, process like six, of elimination. You just move, you, you figure it out. How tall, do you how think tall is he? he? I forgot. Six, seven. Six, six, seven. Six, seven. Yeah. yeah so, uh, do you think you could, pick alex caruso out of a crowd no yes no chance no no actually, not a chance wait well, i can see his i can picture his face in my head uh, he, with the balding he, up top my fear my fear here. is that i would see a lot of people and think that they're all alex caruso any balding yeah. white male who's about six four i'd be like is that alex caruso fuck no that guy over there is alex caruso no, no fuck no, no no that guy down the street that, that's alex caruso right over there i swear that's where i would be where in the world it's Alex Caruso. <laughs> it wasn't an invitation to sing, you jackass. Um, <laughs> Come shoot. Nikki, any you other uh, resolutions? That's a dumb comment. <laughs> Just disregard. Nikki, any other resolutions? I, I would like JJ Reddick to be traded to the Lakers for Kyle Kuzma so Kuzma can go hang out with his boys because <laughs> I don't think he's going to work in Los Angeles. And I want those terrible Lakers boys to lift the Pelicans just enough for New Orleans to be like, yeah, fuck it, let's let Zion play. <laughs> I had just a dream that. This wow. Season. wow. I had a dream that Kyle Kuzma got traded to Cleveland, and I woke up and I googled it. Immediately. Dude, I thought that for Kevin Love. I, I could have sworn I, I, I feel like we all did. We all have the same dream. Is that what happened? I could have. I no, swore. I, I texted thought. you guys that joke when you guys. Oh, that's what it was. That's what it was. You guys said Kuzma looks like. Uh, the dude uh, from the Goofy the, movie, Polly yeah. Shore's Polly Shore's <laughs> character from the Goofy movie. That's right. That's where I got the idea. That's where I got the idea. 
I would also challenge Alex Caruso. So we talked about him to reach out to Brian Urlacher about hair. Yeah. So. Oh, I love it. On the top of your head, young man, you're a million dollar professional athlete. Like, amen, dude. You know what? Reggie Miller never fixed his teeth. Don't fix your hair, dude. Don't do it. Don't do it. Also, could just shave it off. It's fine, man. You're you're too young to have no fucking hair. I'm sorry. Go bald, bro. Lean into it. Lean into it. MJ. Well, uh, that's the thing. Yes, either lean into it it and shave the whole fucking thing. Lean into it. Talk to restore and get some fucking hair. That's it. I think he should way, lean in. Either way, it's fine. Either way, it's fine. Either way, it's fine. Uh, well, we already see the shape of his head. It, it, he's, he's, it's he'll very look fine clear. With the bald it's head. very it, clear. It's like very um, obvious what he would look like if we just got the little like shavings off the top. Should we? Ahead, should we sorry. talk about? No, I was going to say. Well, Tad brought up Kevin Love. Should we talk about Kevin Love losing his shit last night? That was a good pass. Hilarious. I mean, yo, for the listeners oh. who didn't, for the listeners who didn't see any of the clips, which like, toss if you're on any social media, you saw it. Um, Kevin Love. A lot of reports came out last night that he has been getting into fights with Colby Altman. Um, the quote was basically, "Go ahead and find me. I'm rich," uh, which is like, I, that is crazy. I, did not see that. I saw it this morning. I was like, that's. Uh, I think they that said Kevin he Love said that so last year. Yeah, he that's what that it was. Last year. So they he's got that Banana made, Republic money. Oh, dude. Uh, mm-hmm. they've been, they've been getting into it for like a little bit over a year now. Um, and I think he's just, it, I think he's finally just had it. I mean, he lost, he lost his shit yesterday during the game. And like some of the listeners may remember early in Kevin loves basketball career. There was a legend about him being able to do a full court chess pass, which was like one of those things, or like not a chess pass over the head pass, um, with two hands. That yeah. was like one of the things where you were like, Oh my for God, sure. Kevin Love, no so fucking strong. That. He's so fucking strong. Yeah. He can just throw it over his head from one end of the court to the other. It's incredible. And he would do that shit in college all the time. Where remember back in college, like Russ would be on a fast break and he would just fucking chest pass that shit almost the full length of the court. Like yeah. his hands were yeah. so stupid strong. It was yeah. fat, fat, Crazy. strong Kevin Love. I love oh, fat, God. strong Kevin. Oh my God. He was great. But like watching that over the head pass to Chetty Osman last night, I was like, oh, his poor fingers. Oh my God. Yeah. His poor fingers. That's why that's that why had to hurt. That. There's that's no why way. That looks, so that, that's so why that shot that he threw up. Because <laughs> all his fucking fingers were just like, <laughs> like ah, my ah, fucking no. fingers hurt. Ah, Jesus. Ah, just fucking, uh, just shop with that shit. <laughs> oh, man. Um, listen, we've talked about Kevin Love a lot on this podcast at the beginning of the season, a couple weeks ago. Get him out of there. Get him out yes, of there. Yeah, he's got to go. When, I, want, I, I want him to win some games. I want him to go anywhere. Just get out of here. Just go back to Minnesota. Fucking, you know, go go to. I would love to see him in Portland. Go back home. You know, yeah, play for some. Cool. Play for a, a playoff team. Anyways, not much to say there. Just please, you know, fucking free Kevin Love, man. Free Kevin Love. Send That's to, all honestly, I have to say. You know, I mean, this is just gonna make this team really good again. But send him to Golden State. I, I yeah, I don't give a shit. I don't give a shit. Yeah, get him it. out of there. Get him out of there. Um, all right. So last thing on the uh, on the whole like New Year's theme is um, we have now finished a decade of NBA basketball. And I wanted to ask you guys a list of best ofs for the decade. Now, these are all very NBA centric, no plays, nothing like that. So we're going to start with GM. Who is the GM of the 2010s in your eyes? Who I, wins? I'm gonna say U- of the two. Usai. I'm gonna mess his name up. Mujiri from the Toronto Raptors. Masai Ujiri. Thank you. Yep. Thank Masai you. I, I, oh, I, I put the I put the first 
Yep, I figured out what I did wrong there. Yep, yep. I'm not good with names. Yeah, you you pick yes, that in that shit. Him. Yeah, from yeah. the Toronto Raptors. He, Masai's a great he call. A great, he, yeah, he did exactly what he needed to do to get a championship finally to Toronto. I mean, you look, I mean, and even job. before that, like you look at you look at when he came in in the two thousand, like early in two thousand ten, built that team with Demar Derozan, Kyle Lowry, makes that trade to get Kyle Lowry, you know, drafts Demar Derozan, turns them into a championship caliber team obviously never got there but like turns them into a team that's like one of the best in the eastern conference and then goes around turns that shit around and trades for fucking Kawhi and wins a championship like the guy has made good trade after good trade good signing after good signing for the entirety of his career in toronto i mean he's been really really good yeah tad this is probably not like the number one choice but well no fuck I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. I don't know. No uh, no votes for Danny Ainge? No Danny Ainge votes? I'm not giving Danny Ainge any fucking credit. Listen, man. Traded traded Paul Pierce and uh, Kevin Garnett, which got him all those draft picks from the Nets that ended up getting him all these other players. Jason Tatum. I haven't won anything, though. Markel Fultz slash Jason Tatum. <laughs> and that's the thing. They, they, haven't, they haven't won anything. That's fine. That's fine. I'm just throwing names out there. Bob Myers, too easy, too obvious. I was about to say it. Golden State Warriors. I mean, but those are all draft picks. But like a That's lot great of drafting. Like, I mean, Curry wasn't this decade. Uh, yeah, I think he got drafted right before 2010. I think he was 2009. Yeah, I think he was 2009 so But Clay Thompson, Clay Thompson, Draymond, Draymond Green, getting all these veteran signings. Got yeah, get on. Him. Yeah, I mean, it's got to be him, right? It's, it's got to be. It's him. close, right? I, I want him. Yeah, I, I lean towards what Nikki said. I, I agree that I think Masai Ujiri, what he was able to do with that team in the 2010s um, is is damn incredible. But I think – oh, what about Daryl Morey? Any Daryl Morey votes? Yeah, I, yeah I think he's good, but they haven't won anything either. They haven't won anything. I mean – I think that's he, why Danny Angel bro- doesn't get the votes. He did broker the trade that brought over James Harden. Sure. He also yeah. gave Dwight Howard a fucking huge contract. So, I mean – you know, yeah, it worked in the first two seasons. They nearly made it to the, to the finals both of those seasons. Two years in a row. Yeah, let's just just putting it out there. Anywho. Is that all they're ever going to be though? The team that nearly makes it to the finals? I think so. Unfortunately, again, guard Carl Malone, man. Right. He's never going to win a championship. Um, all right. I mean, we got to give some love to you know, probably Jerry West too, right? Yeah, to some extent, but he didn't do a lot during the 2010s. Like he was, he was in Golden State, but kind of behind the shadows. And then he was in with the Clippers behind the shadows. Like he wasn't, he wasn't like a GM or like he's like a president of basketball operations. Also, nothing for Garpax. What are we just like, just not gonna say a thing about Garpax? You fucking animals. Um. All right. So we have GM of the year, who or pardon me of the decade. Who has been the coach? Can we? What about what about Donnie Nelson? I don't know that Donnie Nelson qualifies. I mean, he does because he was in the – but, like, what did he – he was very heavy in the early 2010s. He hasn't done shit in the last, like, six years. He won a championship in Dallas, and he just – he has uh, the – honestly, like, the heir apparent to the MVP award uh, that he drafted. Uh, he yeah. got he – tra- he fleeced the New York Knicks for a second bona fide star. Um, the Mavericks have always been – Oh, yeah, Tim Hardaway Jr. That's a good point. And he <laughs> – there we go. See, thank you, Nikki. That's a good um, one. You know what? That's a that's a sleeper that you don't think about. That's a good yeah, one. Also, uh, Donnie Nelson, uh, birthplace, Iowa City, Iowa. What? Get out of here. Oh, dude. are you an Iowa fan? 
You may not know this. You you may not know this, but no, no, I saw that thing right off the jump. Uh, you you may not know this, but his father played at the University of Iowa. I, Jay, real quick question. I didn't know that. How long have we been recording? Who his father is, it's Don Nelson, the winningest NBA uh, coach in history. Sure. So. Uh, I was trying to see how how long before he showed yes. us the water bottle. <laughs> How long has have we been recording? I'm just gonna. I noticed it. Not, right I'm not that. even gonna show my face for the rest of the thing. I'm just gonna hold this. Right we here. have to start playing the, the. When is Tad gonna mention something about somebody in the NBA in Iowa drinking game? Yeah. <laughs> uh, we'll okay. Have shots. There, we'll there, there aren't a ton of Iowa guys. Oh, hey. Speaking of Tyler Cook, Cleveland Cavaliers, they converted <laughs> his two-way contract into a full NBA contract. The there guy is officially on the 15-man roster. Shouts to your boy. I oh, am what team? Five. What's uh, Miami? Oh, Cleveland. Whoops. Cleveland. Um, Cleveland. That reminds me. Another Cleveland. Reason, is an, another uh, another reason to feel very good about the Oklahoma City Thunder is they just signed Leangelo Ball to their G League team. Son, <laughs> let's go. Hey, I thought let's it was go. just the practice team, though. Uh, it is the practice team. Uh, yeah. <laughs> so it's it's uh, worse. It's worse. It's so much worse. Yeah. It's very very. We could maybe one day play up. Coach of. The decade. Who is the coach of the 2010s? It's the same coach who's probably the coach of the 1990s as well, and that's Greg Popovich. Greg, yeah, that's a great one. I, 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 I say, yeah, he's I won. Mean, they went to two finals. He won one. Um, the team is always, always competitive, no matter who's on the roster. Uh, yeah, I mean, I, I don't. That's that's me. Yeah, the only other team I, mean, I would maybe or. I was gonna say maybe Eric Spolstra, but I still think Pop. That was gonna be my pick. Eric Spolstra. Yeah, Eric Spolstra is a good one. Eric, like, what? I think he's two 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 championships. Um, lost LeBron and Wade at one point, but still, to to Taz's point about Greg Popovich, regardless of who they have there, has always put a competitive team on the floor. That one season where their best player was Deion Waiters, like. (laughs) <laughs> like they had a 33 yeah. game improvement and made the fucking like literally missed the playoffs by like one game after yeah. starting the season, like fucking seven and 30. Like it, it was crazy. Yeah, they're doing amazing this season. And again, so uh, obviously, I Steve mean, Rick Kerr, Carlisle, Rick Carlisle, Carlisle, Steve Kerr, obviously I, just Rick Carlisle, the Dallas Mavericks uh, remind me actually a lot of the Spurs. They don't do it quite as Here, well. Here's my, but here's my rebuttal. With Rick, Rick, Rick Carlisle, they won the championship in 2011 and they had a bunch of shitty years. Until now, yeah, but that's not. I mean, he's he's you know got to work with obviously what they they, yeah. they had an aging. They were building a team around an aging Dirk. Like sure, as as were the Miami work. Heat, as were the San Antonio Spurs. Sure, and I'm I don't disagree with you. That's why I said that like he's not. I don't think he's the person. I just wanted to give him some credit for the work that he's done over the decade. Fair, 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 fair. Uh, I'm trying to think of other so coaches. Popovich is probably number one though. Yeah, I would say so. I think Spolstra's are probably a close second. Um. Dave Fisdale, coach speech of the year. No, I don't think Doc Rivers. Dave Fisdale, no, not Doc Rivers. Fuck uh, Doc Rivers. Whoa. <laughs> um, because he has a one. coach of Orlando. I don't. I, I have bad memories of that time. <laughs> oh, yeah, I forgot about that. Bad memories yeah. of Pat Garrity three point uh, corner three. Oh, Pat Garrity, let's go. Um, yeah, I think it's pretty. I think it's pretty open shut case. Greg Popovich, Popovich, uh, coach of the decade. Who is the best defensive player of the 2010s? Andre Iguodala, maybe? <laughs> no, it's not Andre Iguodala. 
Kawhi Leonard. I was making a joke about uh, his NBA Finals MVP <laughs> award that was <laughs> warranted. Um, warranted, he earned it. Uh, yeah, I think Kawhi is my pick. That's pretty. Yeah, good. totally. He earned it, holding LeBron to only averaging you know thirty eight points instead of fifty per game during those NBA Finals. Sure, totally game changer. Yeah. yeah. Um. I don't know, Anthony Davis. Maybe. Maybe. Make the case. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't. I don't think. I don't think. I don't think Kawhi hasn't been in the. He's been around. Well, when did Kawhi get drafted? He, Fuck, he won. He won three Defensive Player of the Years during the decade. Yeah, yeah. and he what? And he also ended two dynasties with his offensive and defensive. Play. <laughs> also, that true. is actually a very good point. Also yeah. true. Kawhi also not, true. Kawhi yeah. not gonna I think I'm gonna go with Kawhi on that one. That one seems. That one seems a little too easy for me. Um, Honestly, wait. What about? What about LeBron? Uh, no, man, because towards the end, he fucking gave up on defense. Like, he literally gave up That's on defense. Yeah, um, right. Who has been – this will be fun. Who has been the best six man of the decade? This is going to be a fun Sweet one. Sweet Lou. Sweet Lou. I'm going I, Jamal, no, Jamal Crawford, Crawford man. is definitely a yeah, top one. It's 100%, 100% Jamal Crawford. It's going to be Jamal Crawford. Jamal Crawford was Sweet Lou before Sweet Lou even knew. Exactly. Exactly. That like, is I want you to – I'll give you that. Jamal Crawford won Sixth Man of the Year in 2009, and then again in 2013. Those are five years apart. And then again in 2015. Three times. Williams won it the last two seasons. And and, and won it in 2014. Uh, Two seasons. Yeah. Uh, Skip two seasons? Okay. Yeah, so he's – they both – that's what's interesting about this debate is they both have three in the decade. How about Ray Allen for single-handedly saving – the Heat's championship the heat season that yeah. year. Oh, come on! He hit the biggest shot. He hit the biggest shot of that uh, that series. It's playoff playoff six man of the year. I would love playoffs. I would love to see Jamal I mean, Crawford. I, I, Hold on, I gotta pull this up. I want to see Jamal Crawford versus Lou Williams. Lou Williams. I mean, I'm sure efficient. they're gonna have. Yeah, I think so. Jamal Crawford has had what was it? Fifty point games. What did he do almost do for four straight decades? We he almost he almost here. scored he almost scored fifty points in his twenties, thirties, and forties. <laughs> That's what it was, something like that. Yeah, oh, that would been wild. All right, Atlanta basketball makes really a nice comparison. Else. No, there, it's, it's the argument is between those two. The question is, oh yeah, it's who? just those two. Well, the hold on, actually. Well, no, because he kind of retired before. What about Manu? No. He didn't win anything during that period. By 2010, he was pretty much, I mean, like, not done, but he wasn't, like, no, nah, I can't give it he to him. I'm, I'm he wasn't his best. He, he, he won a fucking championship. He didn't win anything. He I'm won talking, a fucking championship. I'm talking about the six man, six man, six man. The I'm thinking both awards and contribution, but neither one of these guys have really ever been on a team that – like right. needs. So not for, need, but like career we'll stats them in the playoffs. Career stats, regular season stats. Now it, it should be mentioned that last year Jamal Crawford played, but really didn't play. So that definitely affected his numbers. But you're also looking at yeah, you're also comparing 18 to 14 years. No, totally. But like the stats are nearly identical. Like nearly like basically and identical. That's what, that's what Lou Williams actually like playing the last couple of years. Yeah. That's crazy. I take Jamal I, I, I do too. I do too. But it's I, I, Robert, my, I Jamal Crawford it. is arguably the greatest six man of all time. Right. Right. True. Although, man, you are right. Like Lou Williams is definitely more efficient. Not by a lot. Not by a lot. 
but he is more – man, their numbers that's are That's also because, so like, there were a lot of times where Jamal Crawford, like – close. His yeah. goal – like, he would literally – it would literally just be, like, okay, um, things are not going well. Go shit. Even their that's best true. Game, best seasons ever – even their best seasons ever are pretty Damn much close. the same. Their seasons are I mean, yeah, like their the entire careers players. are literally the same. Wow. Hey, have we ever seen Jamal Crawford and Lou Williams in the same room? Oh shit. Mm-hmm. Good point. Good point. Wow. That's science. You can't argue with science. All Jamal right. Crawford and Lou Williams are the same. <laughs> That's science. You can't all right. argue with science. Next all decade. Who had the best rookie campaign of the decade? Best rookie of the decade. And I'm going to give you – give me one second here. I'm going to read all the Rookie of the Years of the decade. Give me one second. I just lost it. There it is. I mean, okay. 2008, 2009, 2010, Tyreek Evans. 2010, 2011, Blake Griffin, All-Star. 2011, 2012, Kyrie Irving. I already know my answer. 2012, 2013, Dame Lillard. Now, here's where it gets good. 2013, 2014, Michael Carter-Williams. 2014, yeah. 2015, Andrew Wiggins. 2015, 2016, Carl Anthony Towns. 16, 17, Malcolm Brogdon. 17, 18, Ben Simmons. And last year, 18, 19, Luka Doncic. Best rookie of the decade. I'll go because I already knew mine. I didn't even need you to read it. Yeah, go for it. Damian Lillard. Oh, wow. Interesting. They were, they were talking when Damian Lillard, during Damian Lillard's rookie campaign, they were talking about him potentially being the first ever rookie, or like since Michael, the first ever rookie of the year to also start on the All Star team. I'm going to pull up his numbers because I, the, my guy, they, I was going to say, they said the same thing about Blake Griffin. And Blake Griffin was like already season one. Yeah. Mine was going to be Blake pull, Griffin. Pull, pull up Damian Lillard's rookie numbers. Yep. They, and he has one of the greatest rookie seasons of in the in NBA history. Let's see. Okay. So we have – I'm going to pull this up a little bit here so I can get this out of the way. All right. So 19 a game, six and a half assists, three rebounds, shot 84% from the free throw line. Uh, da, 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 37% from three effective, effective, effective field goal percentage of 51%. Yeah. One of his best seasons. <laughs> I mean, got progressively better from there, but 50, 50, 50%. Sorry. I was looking at his career number. Did not make the all-star team at all. Just to be clear. No, did not make the all-star team Correct. at Correct. all, which is why I, I believe Blake Griffin wrote Blake Griffin had the best rookie season of any rookie. But did Blake Griffin get voted in? Uh, I think he started. So that means he would have gotten voted? Voted in, yeah. Yeah. I'm not mistaken. Oh, that's I mean, a fair it's point. Between the two, it's between the two of them, though. I mean, I mean, 22 and a half. 22 and a half in his first season. And like and fucking 12 20 and 12, 12 boards. 12 boards. Like, I, I think Blake, I mean, like, look, Luca's a close second, but I. To oh, me, hey, he had a 51% effective field goal percentage. Yeah. To me, Blake Griffin had the best rookie season of any. I mean, like, his first five seasons in the NBA were just like. Holy fuck! Just can you do me a favor? Amazing. Can you can you can you click into the team like the the under team where it says LAC? Can you click that for the first season? Not the season, but team. Yep. We got going here. Okay, Vinny Del Negro. Oh, I for fucking forgot. <laughs> a name I have not thought about wow. in, in honestly roughly a decade. I haven't he thought sucks. about him in a decade. He's so uh, terrible. Can you go? 
Can you go now back to Damian Lillard's page? No, that's the name. All right. Now, this team had Dame. Now, we want to be clear here. This team had LaMarcus Aldridge. That team had Baron Davis. Yo, Baron Davis is a G, one of my favorite players of all time. Dare you disrespect not in, Baron Davis not in like 2010. That. Bite your tongue. Not. No. No. I'll tell you what. Tyreek Evans had an amazing rookie season. Ty- Tyreek yeah, Evans put up, like, historically great numbers his rookie season. Like, historically yeah. great numbers. Like, one of only five rookies ever to average 25, 5, and 5. Like, yeah. 5 and I 5. Sorry. Was, I thought he was – I remember when he came when he came out of Memphis. I thought he was going to be like a great NBA player. I did too. Um, and that rookie season seemed like, oh, what just best player in the draft? Not even close. I was like, yep, easily. Okay, so this team stunk. Terry Stotts. I was just curious. <laughs> no, they had just drafted. Names. They had drafted Lamarcus Aldridge a couple years prior. Both teams were shitty as fuck. Um, this team was I mean, just yeah, coming into two Ronnie Price minutes. Yeah. <laughs> They were given oh. Eric Maynard minutes. Fucking yeah. JJ Hickson was like a starter on this team. Eric Maynard. That was Jesus Myers Christ. Leonard's first season too. Uh, God, this uh, together yeah. stinks. Holy shit, this team. <laughs> Sasha, fucking Sasha Pavlovich. Jesus Christ. Yep. This team is bad. Oh, man. Yeah. Not great. Shout out. Oh, shout out your guy, Luke Babbitt, though. Nevada. Luke Babbitt. Yeah, look at that. Luke Babbitt. Luke. Um, Babbitt. So, best rookie, we're saying Blake Griffin? I think it's Blake. Yeah. Okay. I'm, uh, yeah. Now, last but not least, last but not least, which player was the best player of the decade? LeBron. Make your case. LeBron. Okay. What do you want me to say? What the, the what entire do you think decade? Case? I don't think what 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 okay, do you fine. Think the hell's your devil, devil's advocate looking at yeah. trying to do that? Hold on, here's, here's, here's my case. Here's my Steph case. Curry. Three to one deficit in the NBA Finals. Uh, the greatest NBA Finals performance of all time against arguably the best team, Ration. They did man and the guy that got him somehow MVP. What that was? Um, he still put up historic numbers historic numbers in that in that series he has he won how many championships three he won three championships oh Steph Curry won three championships too yeah with fucking Clay Thompson and Kevin Durant and Draymond Green and yes I know you're gonna say Dwayne Wade and Chris Bosh but that team had significantly worse role players Kevin Miami Kyrie Irving Kevin Love Kyrie Irving Dwayne Wade, Chris yeah, Bosh. Still, those teams both had significantly. Fucking Tristan Thompson was a contributing member of one of those Cavaliers teams. Dude, get the fuck out of here with Steph Curry. It's LeBron. They I had, hate LeBron. They had Zaza Pachulia playing meaningful. I game. do not give a fuck. It is LeBron. I still think LeBron, LeBron is the second greatest fucking player to ever play the game of basketball. He won three championships this decade. Fuck out of here with Steph Curry. I, all respect in the world is Steph Curry, but fuck two, out two of MVP, here. Dude, what MVP, are you going to like? Two MVPs, one unanimous, went to five straight finals. Two MVPs. Let's be honest, though, Jay. Two MVPs for LeBron, LeBron one, of, one of which should have been unanimous. And he also should have won more than he should have won more. He, he should have won more. Also, on top of that, bullshit that he didn't. didn't he go to like eight LeBron straight finals? Should have like seven he MVPs. He did go to eight straight finals, which I think is the Trump and card. He should case. have like. Yeah, there you I go. Think he should I'm sorry, have dude. Like, fuck out of here, fucking Steph Curry. So, yeah. <laughs> The decade? It's, it's, I don't know, man. It's LeBron James. Damn close. It's LeBron. 
You know who it is, Jay? It's LeBron James. That's fair. To All go right. a little old school for it. It's um, I think we're good for tonight, boys. We've been going for a while now. Um, and unless you guys have anything else you want to discuss. Anything else you want to discuss? Can we, can we rapid fire? Can we rapid fire our starting five for the decade? Can we rapid fire them? Nikki, I'm going to let you go first because this is your idea. Okay, I got at the one, Steph Curry. At the two, Clay Thompson. At the three, uh, LeBron James. At the four is uh, Kevin Durant. And at the five, Giannis. Wow. Very, very recency bias there, buddy. Uh, Caddyus, <laughs> you got to – you got st- five, Anthony Davis. At the five, Anthony Davis. At the three, LeBron. At the four, Kevin Durant. At the one, Steph Curry. Uh, and at the two – This is the hard one. The two's the, the, two's the hardest one. At the two, Dwayne Wade. Thank you. You guys got to fucking show some yeah. respect for the early days. Actually, yeah. yeah, I'm sorry. I'll get that. Get rid of Clay yeah. and I'll put Dwayne Wade in there. I mean, I mean yeah. I, I, I did forget I, about I mean, that. I mean, really, I wasn't really wrestling it that much. I was just trying to decide if, like, his last couple years that, like, you know, weren't great, great. Um, excluded him, but I, I I don't think so. Dwayne Wade to me is probably the third best shooting guard to ever play a game. Yep. Yeah, I agree. I agree. And I, I think him and Kobe are a lot closer than people want to admit. Hell yeah. Hell yeah. Yeah. Um, he might be better than Kobe. I'm going. I'm going. Steph, Dwayne Wade, Kawhi, LeBron, and then my center. Hmm. Tristan Thompson. No. JJ Hickson. Mm, so Do close. I don't think play did JJ Hickson play this decade. I don't honestly yeah. don't know. He was just on that terror on the, he's look, he's on this roster that we're looking at right now. <laughs> Same little. Oh yeah. This, yeah. From his, he's literally <laughs> on this roster. Uh he's literally right in front of you. Um best center of the decade. Mm. Shit. I'm trying to think back because I want to be respectful for the entire decade. Hmm. Let's go with. <laughs> I, there, there's nobody else outside of AD, man. Come on. No, there is. Not. Who? Who else are you thinking of? I, I'm leaning towards Talking Tim Duncan. Saying the things. No, the- I thought about that too. I really did. I'm thinking about Tim Duncan because, like, what has Anthony Davis really done besides make all-star teams? In the entirety of the decade, what else has he done? Unbelievably dominant and played on unbelievably shitty teams. Sure. He swept a way better Portland team out of the playoffs one season. Yes. You know what? That's a very good season for him. Chris Bosh is my center of the decade. Chris Bosh is a power forward, so no. No, he played center. He played center in Miami. Chris Bosh at power forward. He played center in Miami. He was our starting five. He played Chris Bosh at power forward. Well, that's fine. Maybe Dirk. Yeah. Dirk is rough towards the end also, there. Also, also a power forward. Also a power forward, yeah. I mean, I like, I respect the Chris Bosh. Listen. Player. That's a good thing. Chris Bosh would have, uh, All-Star Chris, I, don't, I don't think you can, I don't think you can, uh, I don't think you can say, I don't think Chris Bosh, like, I, I disagree with that. I will say, had Chris Bosh not had an unfortunate medical condition, I don't think we would even have any sort of debate. 100 but, yeah, I agree. Uh, anything Very else we want to talk I about really, today? I really 
like I always really like Chris Bosch. I always felt really bad when people like memed and clowned the shit out of him because he looked like a dinosaur. Oh, and because he uh, poured a bottle of champagne on his face and it looked like he was jerking some guy off into his mouth. So, you know, I mean, like, I felt bad for him. But uh, Outside of that, outside of that. He just doesn't seem to even notice what he's doing. He's just like, what did I do there? People also clowned on him, but, like, he knew his role on those teams and he played it perfectly. He developed a fucking three-pointer. Yep. To like yep. help that team better, and people forget that the year before he went to fucking Miami, he averaged twenty four and twelve. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. He used to bang underneath. He was a good. I love Chris Bosh. Oh, also wild card for center. Wild card for His center. Pogasol. Pogasol. Wild card. Last years were too far at the front of the decade. That is true. It, the, it true. Was, it was the he fell off the cliff. Uh, argument you could make, Marcusol. You know what? That's a good point. Marcus was great. Also a possibility. Totally forgot about him. I'm changing my answer. Marcus is my center of the decade. I actually am gonna go. I agree with you. I'm gonna take away Anthony. I, I'm gonna I'm gonna go with Marcus All. Marcus All, one defensive player of the year, like was the heart and soul of that grit and grind team. Um, yeah, yeah, it's got to be Marcus. Won, champ- won a championship last year. Oh, good point. Won a championship last year, so got that one in. Mm-hmm. Uh, yeah, yeah I'm so going- he elevated that elevated that team. Oh, for sure. Yeah, he was a big help to that he team was last year. Significant, yeah, a piece of that. So yeah, Jeff's Marcus. I agree. All right. Well, um, guys, anything else we want to uh we want to say before we wrap up today? No, I don't even have anything to plug. You can't follow me on anything because you avoid oh, deleted social media. Look at that. Except I have Instagram, but I don't want anybody from I don't want any of you podcast listeners to follow me on Instagram. It's very boring. It's, <laughs> it's not that I dislike anyway. you, it's it. There's nothing good on my Instagram. So. Nothing at all. A lot of pictures of him at weddings. <laughs> Nobody cares. Uh, a lot of pictures of me doing shit white people do. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Drinking white claws, playing bags, going to weddings, having 401ks, everything. It's all boring stuff. Perfect. Uh, Nikki, got anything to plug? Uh, follow me on Instagram at Nikki Palooza. Uh, and you can follow me at J underscore Kiles on Instagram and Twitter. You can follow me at it's J Kiles on TikTok. I have a goal to have 10,000 followers on TikTok this year. I'm going to do it. 10,000 followers on TikTok. I'm going to be TikTok famous, dude. I'm going to be TikTok famous, singing and dancing songs, doing this. Whoa, I'm doing everything. Fucking bombs. I don't understand TikTok. I'm officially... I'm so into it. I hate how much I'm into it. I can't. I'm so into it. I'm 31 and I'm going to be famous on TikTok. You heard it here first, people. Uh, <laughs> all right. Well, for Tad, for Nikki, for Jay, this has been NBA. We're out. We've been coming Bye. here for 12 years. <laughs>